0: In Alexander Obetskin curl and drag to the back end. He scores!
1: Simply sensational!
0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Pizzas Here podcast, your home for all news and content surrounding the Washington Capitals of the NHL. It's been a jam-packed past week of Caps hockey, so we've got a good amount to talk about. But today, we're joined by another special guest, Andrew Gillis, a writer for NBC Sports Washington. Andrew, how's it going, man? It's going well.
2: Thanks for uh, thanks for having me on, guys. I appreciate you staying on so uh, so late at night.
0: Yeah, no worries. We're all you know we're all college students, so we're used to it. But happy to have you on today.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So my first question for you is, what's your life like as a writer, you know, covering Capitals content for NBC Sports Washington? And how'd you get to where you are today?
2: Yeah, um, it's a very busy life, um, you know, the because uh, I also do Wizards games too. I also do Wizards coverage as well. So, um, you know, I'm covering, you know, sometimes five, six games a week um, at Capital One Arena. So, you know, I, I pretty much have a second home there underneath the uh, Underneath of it all, in the media room, so it's uh, it's a pretty pretty busy life, um, you know. Especially now is uh, you know we're we're obviously in the second half of March. We've got five weeks or so until the playoffs begin. So like now is really kind of when you have to start to ramp up. You have to start to really look at trade deadline stuff. You're looking at how the team has played over the last you know couple of weeks, couple of months. Um, you know you're starting to kind of look at the schedule and say, okay, who do they have left? Who's going to be a playoff opponent? There's a lot going on, um, so it's um, it's pretty it's pretty busy. Um, you know, I don't. I, there's a reason we're doing this at uh, eleven o'clock at night. Um, but you know, I um, you know, I, I started with um, with NBC in in 2019. Uh, I did uh, Ravens and Orioles coverage. Um, so I did that for about a year and a half, and uh, moved over during. Uh, I guess, during the end of the first year of the pandemic in February 2021. So it's been a little over a year for me now covering the Caps, and it's, it's a blast, honestly. I really, really love it.
0: I can imagine. It's definitely got to be fun to get paid and, you know, stuff like that to, to do work for a, a team that you like.
2: Yeah. um, Well, you know, so I grew up in the area, Uh, grew up in Loudoun County in uh, Northern Virginia. So, you know, I I went to games all the time as a kid. You know, I, I I remember when Ovechkin got drafted, I think I was like eight or nine when he got drafted. Like I I was young. So I've I've kind of been following the team really my whole life. So it's, it's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, I bet. However, Um, I don't think being a, a writer for the wizards has to be much fun.
2: It, it has its perks. Um, you know the the players are certainly interesting. Um, you know the you know there's this year has certainly been interesting for the Wizards. Um, you know and and you know Wizards games are, are really fun too. I really do enjoy Wizards games as well.
1: Um, have you had any memorable memorable interactions with Caps players in your career so far? What's up, Will?
3: <laughs> oh hey, look,
1: Will our made fourth it.
0: member, Will, has just joined. What's up, Will? We're on the second question. <laughs> Go ahead, Jake. You're muted, Will.
1: Yeah, sorry. How many uh, memorable, what's your favorite Caps player interaction that you've had in your career so far?
2: Um, Yeah, that, that's a tough one to wrangle with because um, with COVID restrictions and everything like that, you know, so when I, when I first started, um, you know, I, I did, um, everything was over Zoom. And everything was over Zoom from February 21 through the end of the playoff series against Boston, so I, I didn't really get to you know meet anybody in person until this year. But um, you know, I've had a couple cool interactions. You know, I've had a couple good conversations with like a like a Garnet Hathaway one on one to the side. Um, you know, like I mentioned, I, I grew up kind of watching the team, so um, you know, I, I just did a story a couple weeks ago, and you know, I interviewed Matt Hendricks um and, and i really really liked matt Hendricks when he was here in washington um so you know it, it was just kind of cool to to interview a guy like that you know a guy that you know you grew up watching you you kind of remember from you know the boudreaux era and the dale hunter era so it, that was cool and, and i really really liked that uh you know talk to carl Laws around the phone too so it, you know it's it's funny that you know obviously everybody says you know all oh, you know interviewing Ovechkin's really cool interviewing backstrom because that's up that's really fun but um, you know, it was cool interviewing some of the guys that, you know, I kind of remembered when I was a little bit younger. So that, that was probably the thing that stands in my mind most.
1: Like we asked that question a couple times. A lot, a lot of people say Carl Eisner's a good one, but they, they he's a good point. dude, that, That's man. He just
0: responded to my DM this week. Look out for, for him coming on, hopefully in the future. That'd be awesome. He's, a, he, he's
3: just a genuinely, genuinely good dude. I need to read all my tweets. I definitely talk shit about Carl Osner at one point. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, obviously, you know, you've written tons of articles over the years, so it's maybe hard to pick a few down. But are there any of yours that have been your favorites, or your favorite topics to write about? I mean, obviously the Capitals, but like any like specific time of year you like to write about or stuff like that.
2: Um, you know, I I kind of mentioned the the backstrom story. Um, you know, I wrote uh I wrote about him a couple of weeks ago after his thousandth point. Um, so you know that was that was nice. I was like kind of doing longer stuff. You know, you can um. You know, you can kind of talk about it. Um, but the uh, one of some of the topics that I really like, I'm, I'm really into like advanced stats and like I hound natural stat trick every day. I love Anthony Mantha,
0: Lytics like, King.
2: Exactly. Like I, like I love writing about, um, you know, some of the some of the numbers just, you know, because like I mentioned, I remember being a fan of this team when I was 13 years old and, you know, they lose to the Canadians in the first round of the playoffs. And you know everybody says, oh, you know they can't win games six to four in the playoffs. And I just kind of remember thinking, like, yes, you can. Like, if if you have one or go one goal and you win, or if you have nine and you win, you still win. And and that kind of really planted the seeds for me. and, and I've really kind of always followed advanced analytics since then, just because I think they're unique, and I think that. You know, it's it's an area that is still kind of untapped in, in hockey fandom and hockey media. And, and I really just I really, really like it kind of just incorporating maybe not specific articles about, you know, a, you know, Evgeny Kuznetsov's zone starts or whatever like that. But just kind of sprinkling it in here and there throughout various articles. It, it, I really kind of like to do that type of stuff.
3: Yeah, that's a groundbreaking strategy. Hey, if you score more goals than other guys, no matter what the score is, you always right. win. Like you're not wrong. I remember what was it? Game two when Backstrom scored his hat trick. That was like six five. The Capitals won in overtime. That was just like everybody just shot the puck on net and said it's going in. As right, awesome like,
2: the Capitals scored I think it was 314 goals in 2009, oh my 2010, God, that's right. and they lost in Game Seven against a goalie who played. You know, maybe the best two week stretch of hockey this side of J.S. gear in the Stanley Cup final. And everybody told them that they were playing hockey the wrong way. And I just kind of remember like part of it was ignorance because, you know, you're 13 years old and you're still a yeah. fan of the team, but you're just like, you know, what are you talking about? Like that doesn't make any sense. So That's I just like, kind yeah. of always looked at it from that type of perspective, if that makes any kind of sense. No, yeah, we got you. All right, well, you're up.
3: Unmute your mic. Hold on, this mic is muted. Oh, William! This isn't this isn't Star Trek Enterprise. It. You can't touch the side and turn on your mic. You gotta like. <laughs> yeah, All right. we'll do well, in the middle of this, and we'll uh, come back when uh, script, uh didn't have him in it because we uh we thought he was gonna make it, but he surprised they us. They don't care. And we're very happy to have him, but we have to have questions on the fly, so we'll see what he comes up with. I'm very excited yeah. to hear this question, Will. Well,
0: Will, just we can't suck <laughs> We'll we'll acknowledge him when we can hear him. We don't need to
3: keep. yeah, we can't hear, he can hear you either.
0: <laughs> Motherfucker. all right. so <laughs> we don't we don't need to keep we don't need to keep repeating that we can't hear will. We'll acknowledge will once we can hear him. We'll just keep trying to talk and then when we can hear you, we'll say something. but we'll let you ask something once we can hear you. So next, uh, Andrew, how are you expecting the caps to do this season, you know before the before the year started and? does that match up with how they've performed so far? Are you impressed? Have they exceeded your expectations or were you expecting us to be in this position or what were you thinking?
2: Yeah. I mean, like if you had said in September, October and you would kind of come to me and said, what are your expectations? I would have said, okay, you know, they're probably going to be about a a 100 point team. They're going to be in the thick of the Metro race. You know, it's probably going to be, Carolina is going to be up there. Pittsburgh's going to be up there. The Rangers have kind of surprised me, um, but I, I, I kind of expected the caps to be right there. I think so in that regard, they haven't really, you know, that's kind of what I expected. I think the way that they've exceeded expectations is if you look at the way that their year has gone. I mean, if you had told me, um, you know, like I mentioned before the year started, if oh, Nicholas Backstrom is going to play till basically Christmas and TJ Oshie is going to play in – 28 games by the time the deadline rolls around and Anthony Mantha's going to, I would have been like, Oh, they're screwed. Like, Oh, they, their season's toast. Like they're in, they're in deep trouble. And, you know, they've just kind of found a way to they, you know, they played really well early. They got a lot of young contributions. So that, that really surprised me. Um, so it, it's weird. They've, they've got to where I expected them to be, but in a pretty roundabout way.
3: Anthony Mantha fixed all the problems. I was. I was Can you hear effects. me now? There yes. we go. Will, okay. What's the... Cool.
0: But um, um, like, hold on. I wanna, I wanna fall or respond to him. But uh, I mean, you know, we've like we've been asking people that same question like throughout the year, and you know, obviously n- more towards the beginning of the year, when we were really heavy with having you know rookies and Hershey Bears guys in our our lineup, you know, changing changing lines every single night. You know the fact that we were doing so well with so many new guys in the lineup in so many different spots every single night was, was insanely impressive. And obviously we dipped off a little bit over the past month. And obviously now we're, we're back up shooting to the moon over the past, you know, like eight or nine games. So that's obviously great, but I'm thinking we're going to dip down at least one more time, but hopefully if that happens, we can shoot back up in the right time, right before playoffs. But It is definitely nice to see that we're still in the race, even though we played like absolute dog water for the last month. So it's nice to see us bounce back.
2: Yeah, it's, um, I mean, you kind of said it, you had, I mean, uh, Alexey Protoss come up and play well, you know, Hendrix LaPierre played well early on in the year. You just got contributions from guys that I don't think everybody expected to. And, you know, somebody that I really think has come and I, and I don't want to limit it just to the beginning of the year. I mean, over the last couple of games and I'm sure you guys have been watching. I, th- I think Connor McMichael has been excellent um, over the last you know couple of games, couple of weeks. Um, I think he's still got to get bigger. Um, but, you know, I think he's you know, he's still 21. He's he's got a he's grown up. He's going up against grown men. But you just look at some of the guys that have played, you know, legitimate minutes for this team this year. And it's hard not to be impressed.
0: Definitely. Will, what it's a shame have? that
4: he couldn't get one to go uh, for a while. I mean, he got that lucky goal against Columbus, but he had like a stretch where he was just having chance after chance and just couldn't bury one. I was going to ask, since you were mentioning analytics, uh, there's a player who, I mean, like a lot of cap stands, if you were to ask the general audience and say Martin ferivari has been really, really good for us this year. The analytics would not agree with that. So I was wondering what your take on Farivari's performance would be, given that the analytics don't like him, but he is playing top-line minutes with Carlson. So, I don't know. What do you think about that?
2: Yeah, um, you know, that's that's a good question, um, because I, if you look at the numbers of kind of kinda how he's played, um, I guess maybe since January, February, they're not... The best, and I, and I think there's there's two mitigating factors with that. One, um, I think it's natural for a young guy like that to hit the rookie wall. I mean, it, it's a hard game to play in the NHL. And, you know, he didn't get the Connor McMichael treatment. He didn't get the Axel Johnson-Fialbi treatment where it was, okay, you're going to be in the lineup for a couple of games and out of the lineup, and you're going to be able to kind of come along a little bit slower. Like, he pretty much from the jump, You know, the fit was there with John Carlson and he immediately got top line minutes. So, um, you know, I think it's a little bit of that. I think it's a little bit of the the rookie wall that I kind of mentioned. But I also think it's hard when you are a young player like that to to kind of go up against another team's top line. And that's what he does in a lot of situations when, you know, you have a guy like John Carlson. I mean, you're not you're not going to get sheltered in that in that role so when you're 21 years old they've kind of talked about it all year that they don't really view him in his you know as a 21 year old they don't really view him as a rookie so um you know i think with with faravari i think the numbers i think this is one of those cases where you know maybe the analytics are a little bit misleading because um, i think he has been a little bit better than than what that would show just kind of judging by the quality of competition and things like that but um he's gonna be good for a really long time. I, I think the Capitals have something really, really good with him.
1: Jake, yeah, definitely. You know? Yeah. Oh, uh, do you have a personal favorite goal in a, Ovechkin's career so far? I know there's a lot. We score seven sixty nine today, so seven sixty nine. You got a favorite?
3: Bro, nice. Uh um
2: I think the favorite for me would be the goal he scored against Montreal, and I
4: believe <laughs> that was the
0: it's like every, single guest, every single guest, every
4: single guest pushing my so, agenda. Wait, there are two candidates. Which one? Well, it's the fee- it's the
2: it's the goal against the Coyotes or the goal against the Canadians, right? Yeah, it's those two um, easily. Those are the two best. Oh, so, uh, but then
4: Will says you got to put the Devils, devil's one bro. into it. The,
3: the dang, Devils, Devils is probably is three. Devils is three for me. That was
4: disgusting. Well, so
2: maybe the reason that the that the Canadian's goal stands. Out, I was actually there uh, when he scored that goal. Um, I was in the arena. I was at Verizon Center. So uh, I was sitting where they shoot in the. I guess that would be the second period. And um, uh, so I think it was the first period. And I couldn't really see, but you just saw him play it off the wall. The whole arena went. You know, stood up. And he, as soon as he scored, he comes back to the bench and. You know, he does one of these to the camera, and you know he's on the joke. Like it was just tonight. a really cool goal, um, and it its kind of one of those goals where um, where you you're gonna remember it. Uh, if I had to give another one, just for the sake of giving another one, um, he scored one game five against the Rangers in '09. Yeah,
4: um, I know what you're talking where about. Where I
2: think it was, he put him up four to nothing, I believe, and he he entered the offensive zone, stepped around a defender. Pulled it back, um, cut back to his backhand, and then kind of just like falling down backhanded it in, into the net. Just an unreal goal. Like there's so many, but I, I think that the Canadians one stands out. But I really think that that game five one against the Rangers is is honestly right there.
3: Yeah, that I remember that goal. That was really sick. That's a really unreal. cool goal. Um, Well, I guess we're talking about the Rangers. Let's speak about this. The Metro has kind of been pretty wild tonight. There was a really big matchup between the Capitals and uh, Hurricanes, but the Hurricanes currently are on top. The Penguins and Rangers are switching places every five days. And then the Capitals are sort of the four spot right now, but they're coming in pretty hot because of their March. Like they're what they have 15 up 16 possible points this month so far. Um, yep. Where do you see the metro shaking up as the season ends? Like, do you see it staying the same? Do you see someone hopping another? Do you see like somebody else taking the division besides Carolina? Like, what's your call?
2: Yeah, I think it's Carolina. I mean, like, you know, you don't want to you don't want to go hot take for the sake of hot take. I, I think Carolina is going to win the division. I mean, Carolina. Like, I know we're talking, you know, maybe an hour or two just after the Capitals just beat the the Carolina Hurricanes, and you know, look pretty oh, damn yeah. good doing so. Um, but I I still think Carolina is going to win. I think the rest of the East is going to be a bloodbath, and I think it kind of has to be because you've got to stay out of Florida, Tampa, Toronto. You've got to get out of that side of the bracket because, like, I mean, just kind of looking at the first two rounds of the playoffs, matchups against, let's say, New York and then Carolina looks – a heck of a lot better than matchups against florida and tampa or florida and toronto or whoever so like i i I think that it's gonna be close down the stretch and i i think if you would ask me five days ago i would have said the caps just need to stay out of that when with whatever wild card spot they get Mm -hmm. but now i think you have a legitimate shot to sneak into the two of the three seed in the metro and then you're playing new york or you're playing pittsburgh and I mean at that point all bets are off. So it's it's gonna be a tight race. Um, if I had to guess, I would say the Caps still end up in the wild card spot right now. Um, because I don't think mm-hmm. they're gonna go seven oh and one forever for the rest of the year, but
1: mm-hmm.
2: I mean, we'll see. Stranger things have happened.
3: Yeah, that's fair. Who do you who would you rather them fail unless that's a question, I don't think it's a question, but who would you rather them face in the first round? Right, right. now with look.
2: Um in terms of pure Five on five, I think the Rangers are the best matchup for them. Um, I mm-hmm. think that they, uh, you know, I think that the, obviously the Caps are a very physical team, and you know, we haven't even reached a trade deadline yet, so you know, they could be adding another piece that they could really help them out. And, and I think the Caps are just a better skating team, and I think that they're, I just think that they'd be a better uh, fit against the Rangers.
3: The problem is,
2: <laughs> Igor Shesterkin is oh God, unreal. Right. He's I inhuman. Him him. So like. I, like, no matter where the Capitals stand goaltending wise, like the crazy thing is, like if you were to tell me, like okay, in forty-eight hours, like let's pretend, let's just go bonkers, like bonker world, like Mark Andre Fleury is a Capital, like the Rangers still have the goaltending advantage if Fleury's in Washington, like like Shisterkin is unbelievable, so I I think that the Rangers are. are I mean, I think you, I think you have to say the Rangers just on that, and you just hope that you can break him enough to, to try and, to try and break through. But I think the Rangers are the matchup you want, and I say that really, really not feeling great about it.
3: Yeah, I like, I look at the Rangers, and I think um, the one team that they relate to the most is actually a team that they beat back in 2017. Was the or was it 2016? It was 2017, the uh, Montreal Canadiens in 2017 when they had – it was basically Carey Price doing everything for them. It was Carey Price and there was like some decent – like Rajalov was pretty good. Shea Weber had just showed up and he was pretty good. Like it was a really good team, but it was like it was obviously being carried by Carey Price. But then when they got to the playoffs, they played the, the uh, New York Rangers and that was the year where like Matt Zuccarello um, – it was a crazy series, but they won in six. But, yeah, they remind me a lot of that team. I mean, they might be better because I think Shesterkin's having a heart caliber season, but they might be. But right. we'll see. All right, Jake, you're up, man. Yeah,
4: was EA. I thought I was going to jump in.
3: I think it's Jay. Oh, I don't know. Oh, wait, it's yeah, it's, it's Will. It's Will. It's Will. Sorry, Will.
4: <laughs> yeah, I was going to actually, since you mentioned goaltenders, I was going to say, um, so I was very much of the, we need a goalie, we need a goalie, we need a goalie, we need a goalie. Need a goalie. Um. And if you just watched tonight, you would think the same thing. The thing is that Vitek Vanacek has been—he's been elite over the past month or so. I mean, there's no other way to put it. It's kind of weird for me to say um, because I've never been like super. I've never been super low on Vanacek, but I've never been super high on him. I've always thought he's like—he is a guy that you would be in love with to have as your number two. And if he has to be your number one, it's okay. But you wouldn't really think a contending team could could have Vanacek as the starter. But he's been lights out, amazing. Do you trust that going to the deadline? I mean, because if you think about this team and you're like, oh, we don't need a goalie. We have our number one in Vanacek. It really opens a lot of doors. So so do you think this team should be looking at a goalie?
2: Yeah, I think you should. Um, I think whether you should is, is a whole other discussion um, because, you know, let's, I mean, I just mentioned Flurry. Like if Flurry is available and wants to come to Washington because obviously that's kind of been something that's been reported that, you know, it, he doesn't really know if he'd want to do that. If he if he's available and is willing and ready to come to Washington, I think you have to try and make that happen. Um, and, and I don't want to make that sound like any um, – I don't want to make that sound like any negative thing against, um, you know, Vitek Vanacek or Ily Samsonov, but Mark andre Fleury is Marc-Andre Fleury. I mean, you're talking about a Stanley Cup winning goaltender right there. Um, so I would, I would really look into him, but after him, like, is Semyon Varlamov worth the cost, you know, is, um, is adding, it doesn't sound like Braden Holpe is going to get moved. So if Holpe's off the board, like, I just don't think that the juice would be worth the squeeze. Now, if you're going to add a veteran backup, okay, I, I could get on board with that. Um, If you're going to add somebody just to kind of give you some stability, help out your young goaltenders, maybe give you a spot start, you know, spot relief appearance, whatever. Um, I think that's I think that's the way you kind of have to roll with it. But um, as for whether or not you can trust Vanacek and kind of trust what he's done, um, I think you can. Um, But I think you need to see a little bit more. Um, the thing with Vanick is that he's been very very consistent all year um, we've seen Ily Samsonov I mean Ily Samsonov, I mean I point to this all the time he was unreal against Pittsburgh to start in February I believe it was the first of the uh, first of the month in relief of Vanick actually who left that game injured and the next night he Samsonov's yanked in five minutes because he gave up three goals. So just that inconsistency has kind of led them to VTech. And I think VTech has played excellently, like you kind of mentioned. So you kind of need a goalie to stand on his head in spots. I don't think – I think it's kind of a myth that you need a goalie to, you know, be a 950 goalie for, you know, for however long. I mean, Braden Holpe had the best save percentage in NHL playoff history – and a losing record because the caps in front of him couldn't score um and that was obviously before they won the cup so you need to produce in front of him but i think vtech if if you can't get flurry if you can't get somebody where you say wow we have to get that guy v your number one going into the playoffs
3: yeah to be fair he didn't get his chance last year he got injured
2: Right. Yeah. It, it, he got hurt in early in that series. And I mean, and then it was just, you know, you, you played three goalies in five games. I mean, that that's not what you want. I mean, I understand that it was out of necessity due to injury. And, you know, Craig Anderson, um, you know, came in. I think it was body maintenance where he had to miss game three. And Healy Samsonov came in. Sammy played well, but I think you've got to give Vitek a shot. I think he's earned it, especially with his play over the last two or so months.
0: Yeah, definitely. He's, like Will said, he's he's definitely been playing like a solidified, you know, number one guy over the last week or so. Hopefully he can keep that up. But um, who do you see winning the Hart and the Norris trophies this year? Obviously, for the Hart, there's a lot of people that are circulating right now. Obviously, we want our guy Ovechkin to be in the discussion, you know, number one because of his performance and number two because he's doing it as a 36 year old but you know in an unbiased stance there are people that are probably going to finish over Ovechkin I I personally right now if you end the season today I think it's got to go to Shusterkin just of how dominant he's been and how how insanely good he's been compared to all the other goalies in the league and how I mean he's like what the best goalie statistical season since like whatever the best one of all time is since then. But obviously there's other people in the discussion. Obviously there's McDavid, obviously Matthews is in the talk now because he's leading the league in goals. Obviously Huberto and other people are in the talk, but if, if you had to guess, who do you think gets it?
2: Um, if I had to guess, I would say, or who, I guess my answer would be who should and who will are different. Um, I'm kind of on the Igor Shosturkin train. Um, I, I kind of fall in line with the most valuable aspect of the award. Um, and, I, I like, I, look, I know this is a debate whether it's do you give it to the best player, the most valuable. Um, I think it's going to go to a skater. It could go to Matthews, like you mentioned. It could go to McDavid. But Shesterkin, I mean, last I checked, he has, like, a 939 or something like that. Like, he's just, like, you, you know, you said it yourself. He is not only the best goalie in the league he is so far and away better. Wide than margin. The next level of goalies, and I, I like look at. The, I mean, look at the standings. Like, if, if you take Igor Shosturkin out of the Rangers lineup, what? out of out of the New York net, mm-hmm. where are they? They're certainly nowhere out near what ball.
0: they're at now.
2: Right. So I, I think I think Shosturkin would be the guy that the you know as of you know what is today, March eighteenth. I think he would be the guy that I would that I would give that
1: vote to.
0: Yeah, and like you said, you probably know more about analytics than me, but, you know, no, and other people have said it before, but, like, the the Rangers, like, 5v5 are very average or below average at best, and, you know, if you take that goaltender out of that team, they're nowhere near as good as they are now. I know I know. Will is big exactly. on the yeah. most valuable argument. Like, he doesn't think Huberto should or McDavid should get it because, you know, it's like... Wait, 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 wait. wait. Or no, not, not McDavid, just... not McDavid. Okay. But you... you You've said like Matthews. for Hubert You've said for Hubert or like Matthews. It's like you take them yeah. off of that team, they're still going to be a playoff team. But if you take McDavid or Shesterkin off of their respective teams, they're going nowhere near what they are now. So that definitely I, was right. gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna kind of it.
4: chime in with the with the Connor argument. I think uh, the the Connor McDavid argument that is. Um, I think he's sort of getting a little bit of the LeBron treatment. Um, I have not seen him mentioned in the heart race. Edmonton is 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 in a playoff spot right now. He has eighty seven points. Like, I think Shrestekin definitely probably should win it. I think he's as valuable to his team as anybody. But, I mean, without McDavid, like, like, the Oilers are a bottom five, maybe bottom eight team if they're peaking. Um, so, like, Connor McDavid, a little bit of a LeBron James, I feel like, because he, I mean, he's he's right up there with anybody.
1: Yeah, that's a good— You don't I get like Bron
0: comparisons until you start doing what LeBron's done but I get your point. Jake.
2: Oh,
1: wait,
0: wait, wait. I'm who's your, back. who's your pick for the Norris?
2: Um, I, I mean, I think I have to say Kale McCar. I mean, correct. Unreal. All right.
0: Jake. Okay. That's all we need to hear. You're, you're, right.
2: you're right. <laughs> you just, just kind of see everybody waiting. And then as soon as you say an answer, that's everybody. Nods,
4: yeah. and goes, right, Respect good. Nick Jensen. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, give me some
3: Devantes.
4: Jensen for Norris little Twitter bandwagon that was going on earlier in here. He started I feel like I started that man. He started that. I was like I was there. I was there when he was like actually bad. Like I started as a joke and then he I mean obviously it's still a joke, but he's actually good now.
2: Yeah, I mean the Jensen Orlov pairing is legit, I mean I think that's fantastic. And you know, I think Dimitri Orlov kind of gets the Mike Green treatment a little bit, where everybody kind of looks at him and just says, Oh, he turns the poke over too much. But together I think he and orlov jensen and orlov that is are are really damn good
1: um who is someone that you either think the caps will or someone that you want the caps to go after before the trade deadline
2: oh man um you know that is something that is it's hard to answer um because you know i kind of mentioned flurry like if you if you call Mark Andre Fleury and say, you know, last chance, what do you think? And he's all in. I think you have to try and make that happen. Um, and like I like we, I mean, we just sang Vitek Vanacek's praises, but Mark Andre Fleury is Mark Andre Fleury, and and I think that that is a guy that I would call. And um, if he doesn't want to, you know, that's fine. You know, if, if you don't want to be here, you don't have to be here. That's kind of the way that I would take it. Um, but I, I think forward, I think they're looking for a middle six forward. I think that that could really kind of solidify the lines because, um, you know, obviously TJ Oshie's out right now and that's going to be something in a monitor. But, um, you know, you look at the way that they've played over these last couple of weeks. The fourth line set now with Janssen, Fialdi, Dowd, Hathaway, Ovechkin, Kuznetsov, Wilson, Manta baksh Sherry, Eller, McMichael. I, I don't know. Um, I, I, I think you need somebody that can play in the middle that can, um, you know, play center minutes too. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, I, I've heard Archery as is, is a guy that, like, Elliot Friedman's reported that, that, you know, they've kind of been in on him. Um, the recent one I think would be really, really interesting is Max Domi um, because that. Uh, I think it was Jeff Merrick reported that, that the Caps were – I mean, obviously you don't know. This could literally be, you know, Brian McClellan calls calls Columbus, you know, I'm going to kick the line in and says, hey, what do you think? And then he says this. He says, all right, well, thanks. Then he hangs up the phone and that's it. But
3: made a call, so
2: it's reported. So it could be very interesting. It could be nothing. So I, I think that that would be something because even if Montreal retains and you want to bring in a goalie, you might have to move some salary out. So, you know, we saw last year they're not afraid to do a major quote-unquote hockey trade where Vrana goes, Manta comes in. So um, I, I would like to, we to the add trade. some player in the middle six because I think that that could really just kind of balance everything out. It could give you a more dependable option. And I think it could really just kind of – if you add a scorer to that third line, I, I really think this team could take that next step.
3: We're gonna trade McMichael, god damn it. Um <laughs> I,
2: I don't think they're gonna do that. I genuinely do not
3: think they're gonna do that. Yeah, I think I think I think they're getting I think the interesting thing when you relate to that trade is like the trade has honestly worked out well for both teams. Like Detroit's got a top lights flight score to pair with Larkin when they're good, and we got a guy who's bruising and perfect right now, and he's top like dude vrana has got a rocket, bro. He's an incredible scorer, and that's what oh, they need on top Ron. line. Top flight, though. Play. Top Dude, flight is like listen, your Matthews. He is a goal scorer. Bechkin. He He doesn't scorer, need to be the top, top player on there because top Larkin's flight is like scorer. Ovechkin, Matthews, Drysital. He's gonna be a yeah, forty goal scorer in a couple of years in Trust me, he's gonna be big. No, he's not. But it's okay. He is. No, Trust me, he's gonna be a forty goal scorer. I'm calling it. But um, I mean. I think the last question that's most important for you is obviously there is going to be only one team left standing at the end of the season with a cup in their hands. Do you have a pick for it right now? Do you ris- do you want to risk making that pick and jinxing them, or do you want to shy away from that?
2: I'll make it. Why not? Um, Let's go. What's life if you? You didn't have bold. a choice.
3: I was going to make you. Yeah, make are going to do it anyway. yeah, <laughs> like, uh,
2: The team that I am upset is playing so well is Calgary. I'm not because upset about I think it. Calgary's going to come out of the west. Um, and I, I know like some people, I know everybody's kind of on Colorado, um, yeah, like, but I just, Calgary is just one of those teams where you line up and you kind of match up against them and you go seven games against this team is going to be a living hell. So I think Calgary's going to come out of the West. Um, but I think Florida is going to win the cup. I think Florida is going to beat Calgary, um, and they're going to win the Stanley cup and rats are going to rain down from the sky in uh in sunrise florida so that's that's what i'm gonna go with right now
0: the interesting thing about calgary is like they've you know they were already good but they're still making like moves to improve like right. they just signed yarn crow and they signed to a week ago so it's like they keep getting better and that's definitely yeah, you scary. forget they
3: made both those moves this year i forgot they got tyler to foley so like it was only really like two weeks
0: ago
4: it's like they're yeah no, they're have like, you guys ever watched tyler Toffoli's Week, bro. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> it's like it's like comical watching Tyler Toffoli like with a man like, he's like Tucks
3: his shoulders. It's like it's crazy. yeah, and then his
4: shot is just like lethal. It's it's, it's hilarious. Amazing. He's like a comical player. Um, it's like a <laughs> yeah, right. I'm surprised well, you don't have Colorado out of the world.
3: Yeah, you don't use you, Colorado even with the okay. trade for Manson. Yeah,
2: you know, I just think that like I mean, like look, Colorado's goaltending kind of scares me right now. Um uh, you know, I yeah. think that. don't like Kemper?
4: Uh, not particularly. <laughs> he's gotten um, better. Uh, dude, yeah, did we see that He's Eklok definitely improved
0: since the start of the year.
2: Right. And, and I mean, obviously, you look at who, like what Calgary, or not Calgary, what Colorado is going to throw <laughs> out in front of him, and like, it's horrifying. Like, the speed, the talent that they have. I mean, Nazim Kadri's unreal right now. Like, Just everything that Colorado is in front of them. I just – when you look at the way that the Stanley Cup playoffs are officiated, the way that the games are played, I just think Calgary is going to be a really, really tough out to take Mm -hmm. four from. Now now that I say this, I mean, they're probably going to lose in like six games in the first round. Um, But, like, I I just think that Calgary is just – they're really, really good at creating shots in the in the high danger areas. They're really, really good at you know kind of tilting the ice, and I, I just think they're a pain in the ass to deal with.
3: Yeah, yeah. I just I want I went and checked their goaltending stats real quick, and you want to know what Darcy Kemper's save percentage is?
0: It's not the best, right?
3: It, no, it's point nine two three. Okay, then it's gotten better because like the beginning of the year and, wasn't and great. Francois is better 0. than I 9- thought you were going
2: to say. France like he's series. actually
3: got like I thought he was like yeah like point nine one six or like point one one. It's like no, he's he's freaking Vesna caliber all of a sudden. It's like shit. He is.
0: I mean because that oh, team he, in he front no of control. you.
3: Can, I mean you can be an
0: average goaltender and have that team in front of you, and your numbers are going to be great. But the Josh Manson trade is definitely interesting. I mean I, I like Josh Manson just because he's a physical guy and he can go two ways. But I actually did see the other day he he's like the second most like he's got the second most penalties like in the league, like on him. So I know that's definitely like a, an Achilles heel for him. So hopefully you can, for their sake, hopefully you can tone that down, but it is Absolutely. interesting.
3: They are up through nothing.
4: This right Ekblad injury looks bad. This actually, Aww, is a he injured before. again? Yeah. Oh, damn yeah and this, would mean a, this would mean a lot for the playoffs. I mean, I was thinking if, pa- if the Panthers get Giroux, it's over, but
3: don't worry. They got Ben Sherat They'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? To that, was,
4: that was, a, that was insane. That trade was wild. To me. What happened it to looks, Ekblad? Another He's leg He's not injury. able to put his weight on his leg. Mm.
3: It wasn't no. as bad as the one last year to get carted off, but it's not good because I think it's the same leg as last year, so
4: it's possibly aggravated it. Well, did spray. you have
0: a did you have a last question before we move on to the recent mm. stuff or no?
4: Who do you think gets closure Colorado or Florida? I'm definitely gonna be Florida now.
0: <laughs> I heard that he they said just, he wanted to go to Florida yeah. over Colorado.
4: I don't know. I haven't heard. That yeah,
0: I, I saw would, I saw something I that said that Colorado Florida offered more, but Giroux expressed that he'd rather go to Florida. And it said that, like the offer, like going towards Philly is like going to be underwhelming to their fans. So that would definitely suck if they don't get jack shit for losing their guy. But I don't want him to go to either of those teams. They're both
3: already so good. So I love I just want to say something real quick. So, Andrew, you were hyping up the, the Calgary Flames right now. Do you want to uh, know how they just lost the game to the Buffalo Sabres? Oh, good. They lost. Markstrom the came out game. of the net. He tried to play the puck in overtime. And Jake will you. Watch the play. Just watch. Watch the goaltender. Watch what he does. He loses no the puck. Oh, no. Imagine no blowing way. a
4: shutout like that. <laughs> That's right, the, my pick. Uh, the <laughs> Calgary.
1: The Calgary Flames had an eighty-five point four percent chance to beat the Sabers, and they got shut out by the sixty-second ranked goaltender of the NHL. America's <laughs> team, Buffalo Sabers.
0: America's the Sabres. team, baby. America's All right. team. So everyone, mute up. It's time for our Manscaped read. All right. So thank you for Manscaped for sponsoring this episode, like always. But uh, can I get a round of applause, everybody? No. Today, I'm excited to announce that Manscaped has launched their ultra-premium collection. Believe it or not, it's for your not-so-private parts. I'm talking about a leveled-up hygiene routine with your favorite manly scent. This is an all-in-one skin and hair care kit for the everyday man and covers you from head to toe. Manscaped is trusted below the waist. Now it's time to trust them with the rest. Join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com, for 20% off and free shipping with the code PHP. Again, if you go to manscaped.com and use code PHP, that's 20% off and free shipping. Thank you, Manscaped. So, recent results for the Caps. On Tuesday, we beat the Islanders in a shootout 4-3. Then, on Thursday, we kicked the absolute shit out of the Blue Jackets in a 7-2 blowout win. And then tonight, we beat the Canes in a shootout. With yours truly, Alex Ovechkin. Not yours truly, because I'm not Alex Ovechkin. But your Alex Ovechkin scored the shootout winner. And it's actually funny, because as he was getting ready to take his shootout attempt, I was not happy, because he is not exactly the best shootout shooter. But he proved me wrong tonight, so thank you, Alex Ovechkin, for that. The Caps are on an absolute roll right now. But, uh, yeah. So, Andrew, this is a thing that we do called one and one Basically... The five of us go around and each take our pick at one player who impressed us over the past stretch of games, you know, the last three from this week in this situation, and then one player who has underwhelmed us and we are not happy with. So I'll give you first pick since you're the guest. There's a few good options to take for happy right now because we're doing so well, but who's someone that has made you happy this week?
2: Oh, man. Wow. Um... You got Someone... a whole
0: variety of picks.
2: I know. Um, <laughs> um, I'll go. You know what? I'll leave. I'll leave the the big guy uh, to somebody else. I'm gonna say Connor McMichael. Um, he has stepped in at third line center. Um, since Lars Eller is on the is on the COVID list. Um, he, I, and I, I like I, one of you guys mentioned it earlier before. I mean, he's just a guy who has not found the back of the net but he's been right there and uh, I think it's abundantly clear when you watch him play that he has unreal talent and he just to me he needs basically an offseason of whatever they give SEC and Big Ten football players you just make him gain 20 pounds in an offseason or whatever and you just have him come back and he's gonna be good so I think I think he's been really impressive even if Maybe the stat sheet doesn't show it. I think he's been really, really good.
0: That definitely isn't who I was going to pick. So thanks for giving yeah. all of us our pick. You're welcome. That's what <laughs> I'm going
3: to I'm going go next. Wait, um, who's
0: your uh, who's your pick on no, who right, hasn't made you happy? After
3: Joey, oh, right. I kind of um, of- man, see I that's a, a tough one because the there's 7 zero and one in
2: the last eight games. Um, someone who has not made. I'll give you.
0: Any... I'll give you a. I'll give you a. What's the word? I'll give you a bone. Um, you can, instead of saying a player, if you can't think of a player and this goes for everyone, we can say what's something like about the team, like something that we're doing that hasn't been good. Like you could say like, like right now the power play has been pretty good, but like, you know, two weeks ago you could say like, okay, the power play.
2: Um, you know, no, I'll, I'll give a player. I think, um, I would like to see more out of Marty Farabari and, um, You know, I, I know I kind of sang his praises a little bit earlier uh, when we were having the discussion about kind of his his underlying numbers. But, um, you know, when you think back to when this Caps team won the Cup, it was Orlov Niskanen that was the number one pairing. But Michael Kempney, John Carlson was that really, really good second pair. And I think if you're going to go on a run in the playoffs, you need Faravari to play at a level that if not at a top line level, you need him to play at a level that is commensurate with like a one B or a high end second, second pairing with Carlson. So I, I think that if you get more out of Ferrari, I think that this defensive core is just going to look so much different.
3: Wonderful. Yeah. That's a crazy thing. Jerry, All right. Here's your... So ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, in case you missed capitals hockey this week, Alex Ovechkin is now only behind Gordy Howe, who played in five decades, and Wayne Gretzky, who played when goaltending didn't exist. He is third all-time in scoring goals in the NHL, one of the hardest stats to get in all sports. He is third in all-time, and it was an absolutely perfect goal, too, because it was a clean off-the-draw like our man Joe B has been hoping for for all his milestones, as he said on our show, on our podcast And it was a beautiful goal. And he's obviously my player of the week. The dude is back to carrying this team through thick and thin, scoring goals, absolutely destroying people, scoring shootout goals again like he's 20. Um, He decimated the Carolina Hurricanes tonight. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But yeah, he's definitely my player of the week. Uh, I love Ovechkin so much. Uh, I'll be going to see him on Sunday with a cowboy hat and a cool ass jersey. And I'll be hoping for a hat trick so I can toss that shit on the ice and see him wear it. Um, as for my thing or player that I thought didn't play well, um, like, like I said, everybody kind of played well this week. I'm not gonna lie. I don't think there was any outliers. I think like, uh, Andrew said, I think I, I would love Fevar to just play just a smidge better analytically wise, but for what he's been doing, he's been playing very well. If I had to pick something to get better, I definitely still think the penalty kill just needs a little bit more of an improvement. The power plays all of a sudden decided to not suck, which is great news. But the penalty kill has sort of kind of taken that step back. Now, I'm pretty sure that's because of our, our lovely, our amazing, uh, blessed child Carl Hagwin is out for the rest of the season most likely. Um, also, I hope he's okay because he got injured in the eye and those are always fucking brutal. And I really hope he's okay because he's a good person. Um, but I think if AJF eventually settles into the role because NetSolve gets more time, it will get better. But I think the penalty kill just needs a, just like a tiny bit more of improvement and then we'll be straight. But uh, Will, watch you go ahead and shoot yeah. your best and worst.
4: So I'm gonna have to run after this again. Sorry, kind of like a squeeze in, squeeze out sort of situation. Thanks for coming on, though. Um, okay, obviously I have to say Anthony Mantha. Damn it! Um, that was that's the obvious pick. Anthony Mantha is is the best player in the NHL. I can't think of a close second. You know, he is he is Nick Serena Jensen Williams disrespect. to hockey. Um, you know. He's your first overall pick, best player in the league. Unironically though, I mean the dude the, the dude has just turned the team around and been a huge part of it. I mean, he's got like five goals in his past like or four goals in his past five or five or six or something. He's got a wicked release. He is physical. I mean, he was going after the Canes today. I love to see it. I hate that team. Um and, I, and he's been he's been responsible defensively. I mean, he is the perfect top six forward. If you were to mold a top six forward that isn't a superstar in a lab, you would make Anthony Mantha. I love this do- dude. He is but my I thought player. we lost the
2: trade.
4: I never <sighs> said that.
0: No, I'm saying we'll right, to the yeah. mass population. Um,
4: Who didn't impress me? Carolina, you didn't impress me. Your fans know nothing about hockey, and it annoys me. Your t- your stadium was filled with Capitals fans, and while booing Alexander Ovechkin, he went to a backhand and roofed your team down a point. You don't impress me. I don't care if you're first in the Metro, you will forever be our little brother. You celebrate a playoff win where you got swept by Boston to go to the Stanley Cup final. You don't impress me, and you never will. I hate the Carolina Hurricanes. That's good night <laughs> oh, for man, me. Spin out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good night.
0: That's our that's our title for tonight. Home game in Raleigh because home we were in Raleigh, Raleigh, but it was basically that a, was home a surprise game.
3: amount of cat. That's the most of Cavs fans. I, been I, I'm in a not long taking.
0: Time. I'm not taking other alternate options. The title will be home game in Raleigh. But uh, see, see, I was definitely going to say Mantha or Ovechkin as my picks, and I mean, Jake, Jake you can you can go. I'll let you go. Jake right? deserves. I don't want. I don't want to be that. No, guy
1: actually, always. I'm really happy because this is like a week where like. No one, everyone but... <laughs> Someone good. Yeah, I'm gonna say Orloff, though. That was um, one of mine. Yeah, uh, Orloff, dude, his shift he had on, o- he, was OT was it was he was phenomenal tonight. He's been playing so well recently, too. That's uh, and then I, someone who hasn't played well, uh, Van Reems, like, he's just kind of there. <laughs> well, who's, who's the defenseman who hasn't done anything this like, Van Reem's like, get Van him. <laughs> right. um, I mean, he had like one point in the Columbus game, and we scored seven goals. Everybody you know, should a do a little bit more game. than that.
3: Everybody had a point in that game.
1: <laughs> yeah. One point. But he has zero. He had one in the last three All games. right, yeah, to so. take
0: us out. So to finish things off, uh, my pick, I'm going to have to say Vitek Vanacek. It's pretty obvious. I mean, at the moment, he's solidified himself as the number one guy. I really hope he can maintain this level of play that he's been, you know, so far the past month. Not impressed with, I'm going to say Samsonov, just because he's, he's been, you know, labeled as the number one guy so many times and been labeled as the more skilled guy and the guy with more potential and a higher ceiling, but Vitek keeps crawling back. So unless you want to go somewhere else or you just want to be a backup, I suggest you you step it up a notch because Vitek is on your ass. That's it for me. But, yeah, I mean, it's awesome. This week we have so many choices and people to choose from for for the good player of the week. Obviously, Ovechkin taking third. Overall, career goals, phenomenal. Vitek's been phenomenal. Manta's been a spark that has brought this team back into light. That's awesome. Orlov had the shift of his fucking life in overtime today. You know, I'm 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 pretty happy with Dude, everybody. AJF best, is doing best. well.
3: You know, I'm I'm but, pretty
0: ha- I'm just a happy guy right now. I, yeah, I, don't I can't wait to
3: collapse in April again, boys. So excited! It's yeah. gonna happen. We're setting it up for it. Best yeah. week
1: in caps. It, it, in caps. In no, this, this this hands down this, has probably been listen, the best
3: they've looked as a team since like listen, the President's Trophy. This team. is the
1: first time no one's taken my pick. It's been great,
3: bro. I'm happy That's all I care, care about. The I'm so it's the a first.
1: This is my Stanley Cup.
0: Well, Andrew, thank you for coming on today. We really appreciate you coming on. It's been a pleasure. Best of luck in the rest of the season. I know you're a busy guy, so hopefully that doesn't get too hard. Actually, no, I hope it gets really busy because we're going to be making a (laughs) deep-ass playoff run and winning the Cup, so I hope... I hope your life becomes like miserable. I hope you get stressed. I hope you get. I hope you. I hope you have a stressful ass rest of the year because you're so jammed. Red, writing yeah, you, about good You're, you're about hopeful the cats. that
2: you're calling me in June, going, "Let's run this thing back." Let's, exactly. Let's do another, it back. Uh, let's I want to. I want to have food. you back
0: when we win the cup to to shit on your take for the Panthers and the the Flames just because you were wrong. <laughs>
2: Panthers over the Flames. I hear that. I hey, if 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 that happens, I will be happy to come back and and uh, and take whatever grief you guys want to give me.
0: Well, thank you, everyone, for listening today. Have a good night. We'll see you next week. Goodbye.
2: God bless. Peace out.